You're listening to The Kirk and Baker Show on KALA, a special podcast series that we've started. This is episode number two, and with me is Rogers Kirk. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dave. How are you doing today? I am doing good. We've brought along two of my favorite Man. people in the world, and uh, they are well, they our first my, guests. They are my favorite people. They, I, we, they're our first guests. Because the first episode was just us talking. Oh, so, that, yeah. so you are the first guest oh, on the show. Yeah. We wanted to be a hit, so we got the best. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we have Tracy Singleton from TMBC, who's the executive director of TMBC and uh, the Lincoln Center. And that stands for Together Making a Better Community. I love that. Lincoln Resource Center. Yeah, Lincoln Resource Center. And also Ryan Sadler from St. Ambrose University, who's director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. DEI, some big, some big words yes. that mean a lot. Yes, they do. And uh, so, uh, welcome both of you. We're here to talk Juneteenth today, as we get ready for Juneteenth. Which uh, it seems to me, a few years ago, people didn't know what Juneteenth was. Sure. And I can remember when United Neighbors sponsored many of our Juneteenths down on the riverfront. We had to explain to the general public passing by at the farmers market what is this? And I'd say, well, it's Juneteenth. And then I had to give a brief explanation. It's a celebration of the end of slavery in the United States. And then there would be a pause and they would shake their head. Okay. And I said, it's free. You're welcome to come. Please come. And, and so that's kind of where, you know, the Quad Cities got its first taste of Juneteenth, I think, you know, yep. thanks to those early events. But, so what's coming up, Tracy? Uh, should we start with you and, and tell tell me about the specifics about the celebration this year? Yeah, so I am um, also festival organizer for the Friends of MLK Juneteenth celebration. I think this is, we were just in the hall talking. I want to say this is our seventh year. Am I right? Seventh or eighth. I yeah, so we're, we're getting up there. Yeah. Um, and so um, each year we just try to put more meaning into what Juneteenth is. It's not just about coming out and eating food we're you know trying to have some um, significant moments where people can learn um, so this year we are at um, the Lincoln Center for the second year I'm really excited about that um, because we're, we're not too far from each other friends of MLK and the Lincoln Center but right. the Lincoln Center is really um, what we have always wanted it to be is the hub for the African-American community so to have this partnership with Friends of MLK and the Lincoln Center just keeps us both mission focused. Um, but as far as the day of our Juneteenth celebration, community celebration is taking place on Saturday, this Saturday, June 18th, uh, from 11 to 5 p.m. Um, we just went over our vendor list. Gosh, we have so many vendors. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to. I'm looking at the parking lot this morning, and I'm like, yeah. okay, over like, 60 registered. Yeah, 60. That's a good. That's a good problem to have. Yes. Right? Wow, yes. that's awesome. Yes, we are so excited about that. Um, we we have food, we have businesses, we have organizations, um, we have tons of entertainment. That's another thing. I got two e uh, messages today, like, oh hey, I'm available now, or hey, I'd like to perform. You know, so we um, have our stage that will feature entertainment. It also feature um, educational components to it. We have the proclamation mm -hmm. um, for Juneteenth because it's everyone knows it's now a federal federally recognized holiday. Right. Um, so um, we have that going on, um, tons of resources, um, exhibits, um, and just a good time to come together as a community. Um, I always, always, always get Juneteenth 
like, oh, what is that? And then is that a, you know, so that's a black person's holiday. No, this is an American holiday, just like the 4th of July is. This is just our Independence Day. And I, I'll let Ryan get into the history of it. I will be completely honest. I grew up as, you know, I'm born and raised here. So I used to go down to the Juneteenth celebrations as a teenager, not really knowing what it was. It was just a place during the summer to go hang right. out with your friends. It wasn't until my 20s that I really found out what Juneteenth was um, and the significance behind the date. Um, but really working with Ryan over these past few years, I have really learned a lot about the history of it and why it's so important. And as you mentioned, up until 2020, not a lot of people knew it, understood it. Yeah. Last year w- was probably one of our bigger celebrate. I would say it was bigger. I don't know, though, because we were down on the levee. The levee's so big, right, that... You could have 500 people down there and it didn't really look like it yeah. because it was so spread out. So I don't know if being in this more intimate space at the Lincoln Center just made it seem like it was more people there. It could have been the same amount of people. But nonetheless, we had a good time um, and we were able to come together and celebrate, but learn more importantly. Right. Right. Well, Ryan, uh, we didn't mention Friends of MLK being involved. So you are the director of Friends of MLK? Also, yeah, CEO, you wear CEO, you Honestly, wear many hats. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so that organization has joined with the Lincoln Center. Correct. And it seems like an unbeatable duo to, to put this on. And uh, it's a it's a lot to put a festival on, but it's not just a festival. If it was just a summer party. I think that would be a little different. It'd be a little different. But yeah. the fact of a festival, as Tracy's already gotten into, we want to talk about the history. Right. Um, of, of Juneteenth and its its purpose, um, you know there are some I think many who still don't quite understand when you say is to uh, talk about the Emancipation Proclamation and the freedom of, of, of African Americans as, as enslaved people. Um, you know we talk a little bit about um, Abraham Lincoln's um, um, stance of going into his his election and how he how slavery was a part of um, abolishing slavery was a part of it. Uh, we we but we speak the truth about Abe Lincoln and you know, his his piece of well if keeping the union is is um, abolishing slavery fine if it's keeping slavery long I just want to keep the union um, you know and so we talk truth in right. this um, and but then also this fact of um, from a from a fighting standpoint a legislative standpoint you you have this um, Emancipation Proclamation that was put in. Um, the first of the year, and then two and a half years later, we have people still in slavery in Galveston, Texas. That's when Union troops finally made it there, so those people understood that they weren't no longer enslaved, and this was in in, in June, and so which is why we celebrate Juneteenth, um, because if if one of us are not free, then none of us are free. Is is the concept. And so we look at some lessons that we still can learn and really talk about today. That that point in and of itself, uh, when we look at today's political landscape, today's um, social ideas and concepts of how so many people are in bondage, whether it's spiritually, physically, um, emotionally, or whatever. But um, from a black standpoint, from the blackness and the black community standpoint, we look at that. Um, then. Our fight and our struggle was to make sure we have vendors there that could address and speak to those things. It doesn't have to be a black-owned business. It doesn't have to be a um, an entity that only serves black the black community. But this is what Tracy gets at. This is 
and you get at in terms of talking about is this for the black community? No, this is for all of us because yep. if if we win, we all win. Um, if we can um, address the issues in our community today, we all we all win. So Juneteenth is really more than about to me um, celebrating the end of slavery. Um, you know what what some would say the the, the physical constraints of of, of slavery because we yeah. know that mentally and some of the other aspects of, of slavery have, yeah. have long lasted um, in, in, through the years, uh, through Jim Crow and uh, black codes and some other things. So we like to talk about those things um, as, as well. But it's the power of, of citizens, um, everyday citizens, to get involved, get engaged in, in changing the landscape whether it's policies, um, legislative pieces, we have to get involved. And so, um, you know, as a nonprofit organization, we're careful with telling people what to do, but we definitely can invite uh, those voices to be, uh, to be heard and recognized and, and so that our community uh, here in the Quad City community can know that these entities are current, are functioning today. Um, Trace and I often talk about don't just support black business, but buy black business, buy from black businesses. And, um, but we have to support one another in the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that will be happening on Juneteenth that will deal with the empowerment of, uh, of our community? Well, I would say just coming and shopping with the Black-owned businesses is empowering the community. When we say the word empower, we just went to a conference. We're not saying that we have to give you power. We're saying that we want to help you increase your power, right? We don't necessarily have to give people power. We just have to help them increase their power. So for me, with these Black-owned businesses, and, and let, let me put that up front. Not all of our vendors are Black-owned, right? Correct. But um, coming and shopping with the, with the vendors, that's empowering them. We, I, my perfect example is M&J Creative Candles. Like they started out at an open air market with like 20 candles because it was a brother and sister who um, were fighting and their mom got tired of hearing them arguing during the pandemic. During they were the pandemic. at home, yeah. you know, <laughs> and she got tired of listening to them going back and forth all the time. So she's like, you guys got to find a hobby, find something, let's start a business. And they landed on candle making and um, they have been empowered by the people who have shopped with them because they went from that open air market with 20 candles to now being in high V's and having um, to move to a bigger house so they could have a candle kitchen. And those teens now have um, not only business experience, but um, they got money, you know? <laughs> and so um, that's how you can help. And I, me personally, especially working with the black owned businesses, I always say when our black businesses succeed the black community succeeds and we have to start changing the narrative about how people look at the black community because right now as i see it coming from the perspective of an ed is that we're an afterthought right now they're they're not having we're not talked about in those conversations when they're talking about improving our community and changing our community and making our community more inviting we're not part of that conversation so what we have to do is is do it for our own, 
right? And so that's part of what Juneteenth is about. And I think that's how the community can come out. You know, at the Lincoln Center, we get tours all the time. And, you know, especially, you know, white people will be like, oh, is this just for black people? No, no, it's not. Because we're a community here. The focus is on the black community. So understand that. But at the end of the day, I always say engagement plus understanding will all happen if you're learning. You have to be willing to keep an open mind about things. So people can look at Juneteenth as, oh, that's a black holiday. That's just for black people. No, it's not. And I think just by being there um, starts to create that sense of community that is greater than just what happens when you, you know, go to like the St. Patrick's Day Parade or you know what I'm saying right. you know so we're, we're trying to everyone come together and understand what this holiday is about and understand that you know it's okay it's okay to buy from a black business it's okay to go to a black event like it's fine because you're going to learn something you are definitely going to walk away knowing something you didn't know when you came to the event and that's for everybody and I think one of the pieces so we have a number of, of, of vendors another uh, information that will be shared on the day of one of the pieces I'm excited about, one, because it's a relative of mine, be quite uh, blunt with it, um, coming from um, the Twin Cities. She's um, a young girl um, who has some artwork that she'll be selling, but her artwork was inspired by her her struggle, her journey with the abuse that her father um, uh, put her through as a child. And so just this, in 2022, and I think she's meeting with the governor of the state of Minnesota this week, but the, the Minnesota Congress passed a law called the Maya Law um, in her honor. And so she's going to be coming to speak a little bit about um, her journey, her, her, her story, her artwork tells her, her journey, um, her silence, her frustration, the abuse kind of led her to the art, doing the artwork. And um, so I'm excited about that. Um, mainly because it, it really hits the tone of, again, Juneteenth. It's about legislative changes. It's about kind of what we've talked about throughout um, the Civil War was really um, our first civil rights kind of process that we went through as a country. And then we have our modern civil rights movement through the 60s. Um, and so we that opens the door for us to talk about all these pieces. And, again, it has to be changes that are made from a legislative standpoint. Uh, but it takes everyday people. And we have to get to the point sometimes where um, we're no longer complacent with what we're seeing, but we step in and we do something about it um, in whatever role it is we're playing. And so I'm excited about, you talk about empowerment, just a, some, uh, um, a teenager coming to talk about her experience yeah. and now to have a law in the state of Minnesota named after her. So she'll be on site to talk about that. And, and that's what I really meant is that also is that when you come to Juneteenth, you're going to not only uh, have fun, food, mm-hmm. you're going to be inspired. You're going yes. to be, you're going to leave there with a, a sense that, you know, I can do it. I can make a difference. Yes. And that's what, you know, that excites me mm-hmm. uh, about uh, Juneteenth and that and the celebration there at the Lincoln Center. Yes. From an empowerment standpoint, looking at Juneteenth, the Quad City region there's about 20% of the population is African American, mm-hmm. but we also have 20% Latino, Latinx, mm-hmm. which means we have about 60% Caucasian, but we really have a good mix in this community. I think we're a bit of an island in uh, Iowa and Illinois, if you think about uh, the diversity that we've got, the potential here. 
and I think we're making some strides. But as as Tracy mentioned, that sometimes uh, opening those doors up are difficult because people are set in their ways. Uh, they they have a, a perception right. of what the community is, and and how do how do I know about that as a, a Caucasian? So because of my involvement with KALA all these years, we get treated differently. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we're owned by a university, because there's another station here that's owned by a college, and they're not treated the same way. And uh, it's because of how we're involved in the community, in the community, the and, the, and the, the diverse and, right. the, and the ethnic peoples that we we serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes they miss the boat because the true the true empowerment is looking at that economic piece. Um, and also looking at, you know, just the human rights and the inc- inclusion. How how would you feel if you're excluded? Ryan comes to my new student seminar class, and he does a wonderful presentation on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we don't really talk about race. We talk about how does it feel to be included. And 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 he hits the hits it a home run every time the kids get it and they they fully understand like oh that's what this is it's not just about oh because this guy's asian i've got to treat him just like everybody else that's not what this is it's it's not about race we all have the sense of being feeling like we belong where we've been invited to at least um from from a broader sense if if you say you're welcome to the table or you're welcome to our community or you're welcome to work in this environment, then I should feel like I belong there if you've welcomed me, you've recruited me, uh, so forth and so on. And so we see that from from a multiplicity of, 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 of diverse backgrounds where people, um, women, um, um, racial and ethnic minorities, um, whether identify in terms of sexual orientation, um, show up in a situation and don't feel like they belong when the message of you belong was shared. Yeah, so right. um, we, we need our, our, our realities to, to, to line up. Well, this very public event, I think, is a good time to to showcase all of this. Well, it is. You know, and, I, I believe and, what um, what Friends of MLK is doing with Juneteenth is, Juneteenth is especially now after – after George Floyd, right, and and everything that came about because of George Floyd, is that we're creating this space now where you can come and you can celebrate, you can shop, you can empower, and you can learn. You know, um, like Ryan just said, we're inviting everyone to the table. We're not saying, oh, this is just for the black community. We're inviting everyone to the table because I feel like um, once you get that opportunity, so sometimes we have to create these spaces because these spaces aren't here for us, right? So we create these spaces, but then you get this opportunity to come and find a new personal trainer, find your now your favorite barbecue place to eat at, find out about the Lincoln Center and all the programs and maybe getting involved or find how, how you can help support the new park for Friends of MLK. Like there's just so much you can learn by just coming. And you, once again, like I say, you walk away knowing something you didn't know when you came in. And there's a lot of traditions that go with Juneteenth as with anything else. So then you're able to learn about those as well and learn more about the holiday itself. But at the end of the day, for me as festival 
organizer, it's about the community coming together um, and, and being able to have a day that's dedicated to the celebration of the freedom of African Americans, but learning how to be part of your community outside your silo. Because we all have them, I have mine, you know, but sometimes you gotta step outside of what's comfortable for you to learn how to be part of this greater community. Yeah, so Tracy hit, you know, kind of hit it. You know, it, it, it makes you think, you know, we didn't, we, we had participation before George Floyd uh, mm-hmm. situation. We had participation in things. But um, after the, the George Floyd, uh, Floyd murder, um, the black community, I think all of us could probably say, we, we, we were getting inundated with questions. How can I help? What can I do? Um, and, and the black community, we were, I, I know I was like, what do you mean? What can you do now? Right. Not, you're asking now. Yeah. Um, we've always been here. We've always had these, these things. But um, to be honest, after I got through my frustration of nav- trying to navigate those, um, it, it really became a reality is um, really helping people understand these entities have been here here and people want to help they just don't know what to do or how to help and so this is a great opportunity where you'll have a number of community resources um, on site that if anyone wants to get involved in any of the issues that um, um, I think a lot of the issues that will will be presented at Juneteenth will be um, within the black community per se Um, but if you want to know show up show up on Saturday right. yeah. uh, for, for Juneteenth Festival and you can ask all the questions you want and you'll get probably more answers than you thought right. you would get. I think our Juneteenth also has a unique historical uh, perspective regionally because Dred Scott at one point lived here. Mm-hmm. And I know that the Dred Scott story was not a happy story as far as the legislation that, saying that he was less than a man. Mm-hmm. But I think in some ways, the Dred Scott decision was the beginning of the civil rights movement. In some ways, it really got people angry, I, I, and it got people moving uh, and, and to, to work for equality. Yeah, I I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with you, Dave. Because um, if if his owner Emerson had not died, which you have we have Emerson Place right downtown, mm-hmm. uh, if his owner had not died here in in, in the Quad Cities in Davenport. Um, Dred Scott does not assume that he's free. Um, and so he does not go before the Missouri Supreme Court and their decision and then go before the United States <laughs> Supreme yeah. Court and get their decision that you are, why are you even here? Not even a man. You shouldn't even have been at the Missouri mm. court. Mm. Um, is, and so, yeah, I believe that that's what, again, ignited the people um, in a, a, a greater community, both black and white, to really look at this this piece of, of slavery, if if we believe from a um, um, whether philosophy that comes from Christian philosophy or religious philosophy, whatever it may be, that we're all given some God given dignity and worth, yet how do I look at a person and say you're less you're than a man? man. Mm-hmm. Yet we still see today, um, from from slavery through. Civil War, through Jim Crow laws, through 60s into now, some of the same signs we carry today, I am a man. We're still fighting for the fact that I, I am someone simply because of the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. And so th- which shows us that these issues, we're still, we're still 
addressing today. But yes, we are unique because if not for Dred Scott, um, I, I think the Civil War would have happened. But that, to me, was the catalyst yes. to, uh, to the actions. Right. We have so many great people. We stand on the shoulders of uh, Mr. Tony and um, Mr. Cribbs, Mr. Cribbs, uh, yeah. um, Alexander Clark out of Muscatine, and and uh, he was, you know, most people don't realize Alexander Clark was an abolition. He was what I call our Frederick Douglass around this area, but mm. he he was the second uh, black person, black man to, to to get a law degree from the University of Iowa, the f- and this was in his uh, late fifties. The first person to get a law degree from the University of Iowa was his son. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. and so some of that history, you know, it's it, it, it's great. And um, you talk about Milton Howard, who was who was um, stolen. His, him and his family were stolen into slavery. Um, he's our twelve year a slave story here. Most people don't realize that we have one of the, one of those. But Milton Howard was stolen into slavery. He um, he has his descendants, relatives are still um, still alive today, and they'll tell some of these stories. Um, but he escaped made his way up to Wisconsin, joined the Army underage, <laughs> fought, went back to one of the places where he was actually held, held enslavement, where he fought. He got injured. Um, he was shot, I think, twice. Um, but he came back and was known as uh, Deacon uh, Milton Howard. He, was, he, would, he would preach at a couple of churches, and he would, he would be around. But he gave back to the community, longest, one of the longest-serving um, members of you know in the uh, at the arsenal island you know my uh, late and dear friend mother bernice jones uh, <laughs> she said she'd come up from the mott room to the top room and she would talk about milton howard but but uh, milton howard was the same type of thing he started um in a very low place and made his way up to a top spot and and um got some national recognition um but but mother bernice jones is another one that, that fought for civil rights in this area and so um you know, we have a, just a laundry list of folks in this area um, who, who, to me, are, are, are legends that need their stories need to be told. Yeah, I know that uh, as you talked about the MLK Park, mm-hmm. you know, those individuals, I think you shared with that, will be recognized yes. in that park. Yes, they will. Yeah, that's great. Yep, yep. Them and, and so many more. And their stories will be told, and it will be free and accessible to the public. Um, which is important. Yeah, and, and that is very important that people know their history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've shared quite a bit of that already today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Fifth and Brady, right? That's the location. Of, Fifth and Brady, yep. Yeah, of the park. Yes. That's coming. Friends of MLK. Juneteenth is this Saturday, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. Yes. And admission is absolutely free, but bring pocket change to spend to, to money. To spend money. Yeah. Yes. What, in that address? Because <laughs> I got it wrong. It's 318 East 7th Street. Yes. I put East Locust Street. I don't know why I did that. Oh, well, we'd, we'd eventually <laughs> find Unlike our flyers, you. right? Well, we could find you eventually by walking down <laughs> yeah, the just, hill just, a little just bit. Just drive around. You'll find us. Yeah. Um, That's the inside joke. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I'm really excited for this year's. Um, this is probably the most participation we've had from vendors in a long time. And um, we have four food trucks this year. These are black-owned food trucks. So I'm just excited about that, that these – 
you know, for me to see the same people year after year tells me that these businesses are sustainable, right? That they're they're making it, they're lasting, they're getting the um, support from the community that they're supposed to be getting. Um, so this is just another opportunity where we're creating a space to be able to come out, engage, and shop with our, our businesses and um, the the people that are there and, and to support because I think that's the most important thing because you might not know about something until you come to Juneteenth and they're just as much a part of a community as any other nonprofit or any other organization that's here mm-hmm. um, and probably right now at this point in time where we're at um, in in our world where intentionality is a must in order to start changing these numbers and changing the narratives and um, addressing the issues, this is the perfect opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a Saturday, Juneteenth and we're excited. We're ready for Juneteenth sponsored by the friends of MLK and TMBC mm-hmm. at the, at the Lincoln center. Yes. That's where you're going to be on seventh street in Davenport, Iowa, seventh street. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And the parking, we, we encourage people, uh, yeah, I don't know. Parking is, it gets difficult that about uh, during this time. But um, if I were you, I'd park up instead of having to walk up the hill, <laughs> go past the center <laughs> and park in those areas right there yeah. um, so that you can just come down um, a little bit. But um, entertainment starts at, so Dave is always a huge part of Juneteenth. He doesn't give himself enough credit, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> he is the one that yes. sets the vibe for us. Um, so he'll kick off at 11 and then our program starts at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, with our, our proclamation, our Black National Anthem, like all those things that are part of the Juneteenth celebration. I tell you, I do a lot. Um, I check other Juneteenth events out around the country just so that we can stay relevant and stay up to date. So I follow all these different pages. And we're right on course with what's happening in, like, you know, like a Las Vegas or in Atlanta or so you're not missing out on anything if you come to our Juneteenth because it's just, it's on the same level as any other Juneteenth right. and probably a little bit higher level, I'd like to say, um, just because um, we're having it at a black community center, right? <laughs> we're right. not we're not just hanging out at some park or something. So, um, yeah, make sure you come bring your kids, bring your family. Um, I, I get uh, get a little frustrated sometimes when like the day after people will be like oh i didn't know about it <laughs> like, i didn't know there no, was a Juneteenth. like we this because someone said um i you know on facebook someone's like how come no one's talking about juneteenth is there not anything going on around here and i'm like he must be new so let me go ahead yeah. <laughs> and inbox and let him know about this Juneteenth. this happens the same time every year yeah. i always say it happens on the inth closest to june 19th on that saturday and um it's always you know a community celebration so um please bring your family out tell your neighbors tell your co-workers like we want to see everyone there we're definitely not exclusive right (laughs) to just one 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 group and our hope moving forward since this is now a national holiday is to move it to the 19th um of juneteenth of june every year with the exception of when the 19th falls on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, well, that's, that's the goal to, as we, as we uh, move forward with Juneteenth. Well, I want to thank you all for being here. Well, thank you. So our very our much, first yeah. guests oh, yeah. are, are just we kicked it off. Kicked it off. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So who, Tracy who Singleton. Than these two, huh? yeah, Tracy Singleton uh, from TMBC. 
Thank you, as always. Yeah, and we'll have you. you back. We're going to have you back for, for more. Oh, yeah, lots of stuff coming and, in. So. <laughs> and, and it seems like uh, Ryan Sadler, you're a guest on almost every podcast and show we've got up here. There was a point this past fall you were up here probably more than I was. About, uh, you know, there you were. I turned around. There's Ryan being interviewed again. So I'll put my office up here. Yeah, we'll put that. You're always welcome. You know that. So Ryan Sadler from St. Ambrose University and the Friends of MLK. And we want to hear more about Friends of MLK. That could be a whole episode, too. All right. Well, I want to thank you all. We'll see you all at Juneteenth this coming Saturday. And Rogers Kirk, anything to add? Man, I'm just excited. I'm just waiting for Juneteenth to get here. I'll I'll tell you what. I'm excited. I'm going to buy you a lemonade at Juneteenth. Uh You know what? I'm going to buy you a lemonade. lemonade, I'm going to buy you a cookie. I, I, I like that because I know how you like sweets. You do. Okay, so that's a deal. I'm gonna buy you a nice lemonade. I'm sure there'll be good lemonade there. there lemonade, be. and you buy me a cookie. And then we're gonna buy Ryan and Tracy a cookie. A cookie? Oh, yeah. Oh, they might want. They might want no, something cool to drink. It's gonna be very warm. <laughs> and that's what we. Very warm. It's yes. supposed to be very warm, but you know what? We expect that for that's Juneteenth. Right. That's I not part of it. I can't believe Tracy just said that. <laughs> All right. There's a bowl of jelly beans on her I desk. Right. No, no, I'm over oh. the jelly bean cake. Oh, yeah, over the jelly beans. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to the Kirk and Baker Show, and we will catch you next time. Have a great day.